yeah. So we're live now. Well, this is Castro and Elias. Elias. Like I said, I thought you were. As soon as I said it, you said Elias. I was like, he's Spanish. He got to be somewhat Spanish. Everybody, everybody that Spanish always says Elias, right? Yeah, Elias. Elias. Yeah, but I'm I'm black and Puerto Rican mixed. My father's black and my mother is Puerto Rican. Mm. So what are you? I guess you. I guess your origin. What you're from here? From Philly? Yeah, born and raised in Philadelphia. Uh, I lived in Virginia for about three or four years. And then I came back. Everybody comes back to Philly. <laughs> I love it here. Why? Wow, what's so different about Philly, I guess? Uh, I think it's just the environment and the type of people. Like, since I was raised here, right? I mean, I grew up a certain way. I I, I, I was raised in Omni, and then I hung out in Hunting Park, right? And then when I moved to Virginia, the type of people are different in Virginia because everybody's so friendly there. You know what I mean? So, um the the environment coming back was a little bit different. As I got older, it was okay because the environment coming back was like, you know, the attitude is different in, in the tri-state area. In New Jersey, New York, and Philadelphia, we have that attitude, you know, <laughs> in, in quotes. And in Virginia, everybody's friendly, saying hi to everybody, right? We had um, we had power outages. Everybody came out and helped each other. I, I experienced zero drama in, in Virginia. I mean, I didn't see no fights. I didn't hear anything when I first moved down there. I lived in Newport News. When I first moved down there, I watched the news and the news had three homicides for the entire year. That's the same year that Philadelphia had about 385. Wow. Crazy. But Felicia City, that's, I guess, where, where were you at in a town or something like that? Nah, I mean, so, so, so in Virginia, it's like, uh, they call it the seven cities. I can't name all seven off the top of my head, but like Virginia Beach, Norfolk, Newport News, they all, cons- they consider it the seven cities. They all, they wanted to make one big city, but it's, it's, I mean, I lived, I lived, I lived about 15 minutes from where, uh, Allen Iverson grew up at. Uh, yeah. And it's so, so again, so like if you, if you, if you look here, right, when we go to the hood, right, everything's row homes, right? That's how you know it's a hood, right? Yeah. If you see a single home, you think better neighborhood. Well, Allen Iverson grew up in a single home, but the neighborhood was just ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It was pretty, pretty hood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, back to Philadelphia, I guess. What, I mean, what are, I mean, you grew up here, but I guess, well, what's, what do you do, I guess? What? So... So right now, so right now I'm, I'm building my own financial services business, but, um, I didn't go to college. I went to actually, I went to college for a semester. Um, I went to community college, but I really never went to class. Uh, yeah, all I did was go to the gym and play basketball. And I really only went to college because my mom, you know, that's what they say. You go to school, get good grades, go to college, right? So you can get a degree and get a good job. So I didn't know what to go to college for. But my mom kept saying, go to college and get some kind of degree. And I just didn't think that was the best advice, but I did it to make her happy and I was living under her roof. But um, once I once I, once I I decided that I have to be my own man, I just started doing all kinds of different jobs. I worked in a warehouse before. I worked uh, construction, uh, building fences, waterproofing basements. Um, I worked in a call center. And then uh, I found my passion. And I was working at at um, health clubs, so I used to. So I started as a personal trainer, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then there wasn't really no money in that, so I switched to the sales department, and I started making a lot of money. So I went. I worked at Bally's, 
And then I went to LA Fitness when they opened up in the suburbs. And they paid us a lot of money, right? But um, what I realized was I love helping people because, you know, the people will come back and they will say, you know, thank you so much for helping me. You know, this is all because of you. And I tell people, like, look, you know, that's not because of me. I just helped you get in here. And it was so gratifying. It was so gratifying that that's when I realized, like, it's really not about the money. It's about helping people. So, um, I then, I then, uh, <laughs> I then came across an opportunity. Uh, a friend of mine put me onto an opportunity and I seen that there's a difference from working mm-hmm. the job and then doing something else. And for me, I want to build a legacy. I want to, I want to create generational wealth from, from my family you know, my son and then they sons and they sons. It's not about me anymore. It's about my kids. So, um, once I, once I seen that opportunity, um, which is, uh, called, it was called prepaid legal at the time, but it wasn't about the company. It was about the industry. The industry is network marketing. Mm -hmm. And what it does is it allows you to build your own business for low cost, low risk, because they have a system in play. You just got to follow, you just got to follow the system. So at that time I started making a little bit of money part time building a business and I was working a job again. I worked, I probably worked about five more jobs after that, but I knew at that time I didn't want to work for nobody. I didn't want to work for nobody. I don't want nobody telling me I have to do a certain thing Mm -hmm. in order to get more money in order to get a promotion. I felt like, I felt like I should get paid for my efforts. Why should I get paid the same amount of money as you? If you're doing less work than me. Right. And so because I found this network marketing thing, I tried different companies which brings me up to now in my financial services company, I sat down and I took a, took a look at this opportunity and it just made a hundred percent sense because we are truly about the people. And this is information that needs to get out to the community, um, regarding life insurance. That's main. That's our, that's our main goal. But mm-hmm. what we do is what we do is we, we, uh, create, um, uh, a solid plan for retirement. Right. Because most people will retire and then they go back to work. Right. Yeah. Because they ain't making enough money to maintain. And I see it with my father. My father's retired right now. My father worked, uh, was in the Navy for some time. Then he worked on the Navy compound last year. He says, he says, yeah, I'm retiring this year. I said, that's awesome. You know what I'm saying? He's about 60 something years old and he still works. So I said that you're not really retired. Hmm. Right. Because he still he still has to get up in the morning and acquire a paycheck. So this company teaches people that you can you can start. Well, obviously, it's best to start as young as you can, but you can start at any age and build a retirement to where you don't have to you don't have to go back to work because retirement. What I learned is retirement is not an age. If you ask anybody, you know, when do you want to retire? Everybody says, what, 60, 65. Right. But retirement is not an age. It's a dollar amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I get what you're saying. Yeah, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's cool. There was also you were saying something about that you were doing for for schools or for the kids. So, so, um, so a friend of mine, so a friend of mine, uh, grew up in Hunter Park. Uh, like I said, I hung out in, in in North Philly, Hunter Park, and a lot of a lot of people in my circle didn't make it out. And there was a few that did and became very successful. Um, and a friend of mine, Randell asked for uh, a few of us to come back and talk to these kids in the neighborhood because 
right now it just seems like these kids don't have any guidance right so he asked for a few people to come out and unfortunately people didn't come out um so he had an event and he said hey listen man i appreciate your support could you come out to this event and just take a look at what i'm doing so i said all right no problem so when i get to the event uh he says listen somebody else was supposed to show up they didn't show up i need you to talk to the kids right so i never i never spoke to people i never spoke to i never spoke in front of people right and i hadn't i didn't even know what to say uh he wanted me to go in a direction i just told him let me just keep it simple and just teach kids that positivity will take you a lot further than anything mm-hmm. so um that's basically what i did I, I i i sat in front of these kids and i you know the first thing i said was you know how many of the kids how many of you kids have to stand up right in front of your classroom and give a presentation so they all raised their hand obviously and i said all right now keep your hands up if y'all nervous when y'all do it most of them put their hands up right i said listen me too i'm nervous right now this is my first time right and um and uh i basically just explained to them that um if you stay positive positive within yourself and you help other people get to where they want to go you're going to grow within yourself to be able to do the same thing. You're going to, if you help somebody become successful, that's going to make you more successful. You know, a lot of kids, a lot of kids, you know, uh, don't encourage each other. They rather, it's more or less like stepping on tools. People think you got to step on tools to get to where you want to be. And that's not necessarily true. Actually, it's not true at all. It's not true at all, actually, because I feel like the most successful people have helped other people become successful. You know, um, that's why, for instance, for example, um, LeBron James, he took his circle, right, and he made them become educated. He just didn't bring them with them, you know. He made them, he made them. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what each and every one of them do, but he made them get educated. Whether it be a chef, whether it be management, whether it be um, any kind of uh, financial advice, they all had to get educated, and he brought them with him. Comparing it to somebody like Allen Iverson, he brought his whole entourage everywhere, took care of them, and they they, they took all his money, basically. You know what I'm saying? Um, but that's what I was trying to explain to the kids. Um, so there's one, one, I guess the difference is one is a mentor, the other one wasn't. Yep. Or one thought was, or maybe Allen Iverson thought he was a mentor, and he probably wasn't. But that's not the point. The point is, I was going to say about mentors, pretty much. And that's what pretty much kids need. They just need a mentor, and since they don't have any mentors, either the mom is working too much or whatever, something's going on, too many problems, and they can't pay attention to the kids. So, Right. And the dad is, the majority of the time, never around. Absolutely. Agreed. So. Agreed. And they need help with that. And that was that was one of the things growing up was that I always had uh, an old head. Until this day, I still, I still have an old head that I keep close because that's where you learn people who have experience it's not people who have experience can educate you as long as they're doing well so what i did was i found people that i said man at some point i want to be like you in one way or the other whether it be by character or whether it be by finances right i talked to uh i talked to an old head consistently and i just listen 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 and never and never be combative i don't have to agree with everything i just have to be able to soak it all in so that way, I can apply it my own way. Mm-hmm. And a lot of kids don't have that. A lot of kids just want to do their own thing. And the problem is that we treating kids like adults, and they're not adults yet. You know. 
Yeah, but uh, regardless, I mean, there's there's not enough funding or enough attention, pretty much, on when it comes to schools. Because, like I was telling you before, uh, the someone that I interviewed on the podcast, pretty much, they they work at a school, and the kids. Well, if you listen to it, she explains. I mean, the issues that the kids have. There was even a kid that pretty much one of their I think it was their mom or something that had died. It's like the mom normally doesn't pay attention. You know, they wake up and they're going to school, and then they just get a call in the middle of the day. Oh, your mom's dead mm. from the dad. Actually, not even a call. The dad went to pick him up and told him, "Yo, your mom, your mom died." Wow. And he didn't think about it because you know normally she never gets up. So, so right. For whatever reason and now how is that going to affect him and that's and there's like many cases like that and it's like also i'm going to interview a a friend of mine that he he works in like a mental institution for for uh kids and for an adult for adults right right my father my father worked my father worked uh part-time at one point for um a program that uh kids would go to and you know because they didn't have uh they didn't have parents they actually it was, I, I, I don't remember the name of it exactly but um and what he would do they would well he worked overnight so he didn't really have to do much with the kids but basically just make sure that they didn't leave but during the day what they did was they had programs to make sure that they went to school right and then whatever piqued their interest they would put them in different programs to uh to better themselves and um i think that's i think at that point is when i started so I grew up with both of my parents, right? And at that point, I didn't even realize that I, I thought I lived. I thought every. I guess I thought all the kids were the same. Yeah. Right. Because I, I had I had both my parents. A lot of people in my family had both their parents, and I didn't realize it until that point when my father was telling me he does this, and I'm thinking to myself, "Well, where are their parents at?" Right. You know. And a friend of mine, he grew up in Logan. And he he would and we used and we used to hang out a lot and he used to always come to my house and I used to say bro let's go to your house right and he's like nah I never wanted to go to his house and at that point I didn't know I didn't know that he came to my house because he liked the family setting mm-hmm. right he seen mom dad dinner at five o'clock right and it was it was kind of it was kind of strange for him but he loved it and. And in all honesty, I didn't know it then. I didn't know it then. I actually, I'm still friends with him. Uh, it's been about 20, 20 years or so that I've been friends with this guy. And he just recently broke it down to me, you know, why we were different. Because he used to always say that um, minorities are oppressed. And I, and I used to tell him that we only oppress because we allow ourselves to be oppressed. And he says, bro, you never understood what I meant to say until now because I'm explaining it to you that I was an oppressed child and you weren't because you had both your parents, you had a car, you had the family life that I didn't have. And that's why I spent so much time with you. That's why we became friends because I was the, I was, I guess I was the, I was, I guess I was the calm to his, to his storm. You know what I mean? And he had three brothers. Some of them got locked up. Um, some of them didn't make it right. Um, but that's 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 when I realized that what I my purpose in life is to help people. And now my purpose in life, because it's hard, right? It's hard. They say that it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. And it's, that's true to an extent, because a lot of people are setting their ways. But if you can catch them young. 
right? You can you teach them because you only know what you know. Yeah. So you teach them now. You teach them now that you know that that there's a that there is a better way, and you just have to apply yourself. Don't let outside forces bring you down. Yeah, pretty much. Nah, but when it comes to me, I I didn't have the whole family thing like that. But I mean, it was a big family. It was ten of us in one. Well, when I came from the Dominican Republic, it was ten of us in the house. My grandmother, my grand grandfather downstairs, my my uncle and his wife and his son, pretty much in another room. And then in the last room, it was uh, my aunt, my two aunts, my two sisters, and my mom and myself in there. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Man, how was that? How was that? Like, holidays aren't the same, right? Nah, but the thing is, we was broke anyway. And you didn't know any better. Yeah. I mean, we always had food, though. That was a good thing. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's a big deal, considering the fact that some don't. Some don't, because as I got older, it's weird, because as I got older... And though I have friends that, right, they still lived at home because they were going to college yeah. or they were working or their parents were better off. Well, at 18, I decided to go, I guess, how can I say, like, go rogue, right? I wanted to do my own thing. And um, I left my house and I had nowhere to go. And uh, I had a friend that that uh, that brought me in, basically. And um, I realized I realized that, that uh, you know, as good as I had it, as good as I had it, I took it for granted. Yeah. You know, I took it for granted and I seen and I seen and I seen and I seen over and over again because his circle, his circle was solid. They all, you know, his friends, they all went to college. They all lived their home. And uh, I couldn't believe how I, I should have just took the, took advantage of what I had. And I didn't. But it was a learning lesson and made me who I am today. So I'm, yeah. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that. I'm glad I did what I did because it wouldn't I wouldn't be the same person. Because a lot of people feel, I guess, the word would be privileged. You know, I actually didn't, well, when it comes to resources, let's say, I didn't, I mean, so I lived with a whole bunch of women, obviously. But <laughs> it was, uh, there was no no internet, no cable, nothing like that. And I really didn't know what was going on, except for the news and the novellas that the other time. Yeah. That was pretty much what I knew, and... Unfortunately, like it took me to like I was older to then find out about computers, and mm. then after I found out about computers, I pretty much started driving tractor trailers for like ten years, and then eventually when I got like laid off, then I was like, you know what, I, let me go follow this computer stuff, wow. and I found and within because I told myself within a year I want to have a job, even though normally it takes four years to get the whole thing, but I was. But I was like, I'm gonna try to do it, That's right. and I found a boot camp that does it, and then it got me pretty much. I did the training there, and then that's what got me into where I'm at now, and to that financial job. Yeah, that's interesting because, <laughs> so like I said, I tried a lot of things, and at one point, but and I didn't go to college either. So, so wait, so so how did you get your computer knowledge? I pretty much. Just, I guess, through myself, Google. Actually, I did take a couple courses in, like, community college. I never didn't get an associate. I just took some computer courses. But then I also did the, the boot camp, which anybody can kind of do the boot camp. And jobs would accept you? Well, if you perform well. Because what they're going to do is they're going to prepare you. 
they're like, hey, you go, you apply, you tell them why you want it, and then they're going to send you links like, hey, you should practice this. Mm. You just practice, and then after, a, like, like, they're going to tell you, hey, we want you to go so you can meet some of the developers or some of the guys that have gone through the course so you can talk to them. You go, excuse me, you go, and then pretty much they'll give you advice and because you'll probably go over there to work for some work through some problems and then after probably like a month they'll send you an assessment you take the assessment and if you pass it you know if you perform well pretty much then you just get accepted in the in the course but if you don't they're just going to email you back like hey you just keep working on it and if you keep working on it you can pretty much just apply like three months later you just reapply again wow so i was always told or at least Okay, so I was always told that you have to you have to have a degree or a certificate of some sort. So what I did was at one point I said, "All right, I'm going to go to one of these trade schools because the 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 community college thing just wasn't for me." Yeah. So what I did was I went to a school. Um, is that right? The name names, right? They no, they no longer exist. All right, so let's uh, yeah, let's go with this. Go okay, so so I went to a school and. Uh, and they basically said, well, what program do you want to do? And uh, I said, I have no idea. They said, okay, we'll take the test, and then we'll go from there. So I took the test. I do very well on tests. And um, so they said, all right, now it's program. You can pick any program you want. I said, okay, great. I'll, whatever pays the most. And they said computer programming paid the most. So I went through courses, and I hated it. I hated it. I just, I, I, But I wanted to, I mean, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And I figured if I get the certificate and they say I can make 85 grand a year, I said 85 grand a year, I'm in, right? So I took the course, I took the course. Unfortunately, unfortunately, at the same time, one day I showed up for school and the school shut down. Damn. Right? Yeah, it just, it, it kind of burnt everybody. Damn. And, um, and I say, and I say fortunately because I'm glad because it just wasn't my twist. And I say unfortunately because who knows what would have where it would have taken me, right? That's the only thing I say. Who knows where it would have taken me? Mm-hmm. But while I was doing it, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. But but that's awesome that that you kind of did it on your own because I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I just assumed I needed a certificate. Nah, I mean, there's there's ways to do it. You can st- if you're you become that good, you can pretty much get a job. You probably wouldn't need a school or need anything. But there's mentors. That's pretty much what you're paying for. You're paying for mentor time. Yeah. Yeah. It's an investment. It's like, how much are you willing to pay? Because when I started, I, I had to put a down payment of 2000 mm. But the whole thing was twelve. Okay. But the, there was, but, at the, but the whole, uh, well, it's not an agreement, but the whole goal is for you to perform well and then interview with, with some corporate people. And they got the interviews for you? Yeah. Right. So you had, uh, you get a certain amount of interviews, pretty much, and if you perform well, obviously they'll interview you, and then you go to another interview. And if I mean, if you've been putting in the work and studying, then you should be good. See, that's the message that needs to be put out there versus versus saying that you have to go to school. I'm, I'm, I don't knock I don't knock college. I don't knock trade schools or anything. I mean, still, you're still gonna need some math, a little math. I mean. It, uh, nah, it's not really heavy, like heavy math. It's like just algebra, right? Knowledge, enough yeah. knowledge. But I mean, you, you can do it. Probably you can make things without knowing any math. You can still build applications. Uh, I think you can still build applications and and uh, websites, especially websites. 
unless it's, it's involving something like e-commerce, like so something that involves money, pretty much. Right. Then obviously you need math. But. Right. Absolutely. But just like I mean, in anything, like I was talking to some kids yesterday, and I was like, "Yo, you can upload anything on YouTube." Yeah, that's the new thing. You can, you can put, you can anybody can make a podcast. Anybody can can do anything. Yeah, we. I, I didn't have. It. I didn't have. We didn't. I, I mean, I'm a little older, so I ain't have YouTube's and all that stuff. Like you, like I. I mean, I grew up like you. I didn't have no. I didn't have cable. I didn't have yeah. no computer. Actually, I had a computer. I had a. I had an old box computer with the big floppy disk, but it, it didn't even turn on. I mean, we. It just looked good in the house, Damn. but like we didn't have any. We didn't have any resources. The resources was encyclopedias and, and going to the library, Damn. and you know. Growing up in the hood, right? It's kind of like kind of the corny thing to go to the library, right? So I never did it. I never did that. And you know what's funny? And where I used to hang out now, where the library is, there is it's there. The building's there. It's just closed. And what sits next to it is just a trailer, pretty much for the cops. Wow! Because there's a high, really high spot there. Right. 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 Yeah, that's the um, that's that's the new information that needs to be out there. That you can you can do stuff on your own, and you just have to apply yourself. Yeah, you can, man. Anything, anything is possible, which is why I'm trying to spread this message. And I mean, it's everybody knows it. It's just does anybody really want to do it? True. the The issue, the issue, maybe you know, sometimes what happens is that people want to do it. They just don't know how to go about it or they've yeah. been given the wrong guidance. Sort of like I was, I, I, you know, I tell, I tell my mother, I tell my mother all the time. She goes, what did I do wrong? And I say, you didn't do nothing wrong. Actually, you did everything right at the time. I thought it was wrong, but you did everything right because she told me what to do. And she says, well, why didn't you go to college then? And I said, well, okay. So then what you should have done or what you better word is what you could have done was develop a plan for me. You just told me to go to school, go to school, go to school, right? But there was nothing else after that. Didn't help you find what you wanted. Right. And that's the problem. The guidance wasn't there, theoretically. Yeah, go to school, but then what, though? You know? So the guidance should have been, look, you can, you know, go to school to do this, and then you go. Sort of like how you how you kind of went to that boot camp thing. They they were your guidance, so to speak. Because, I mean, everybody needs a mentor. You, I need a mentor. I have people I talk to. All the time, right? I mean, that's that's the go-to. They not like I said. They not necessarily. There's no right or wrong in life, in my opinion. There's no right or wrong in life. So you just soak up the information and you apply it best. And and being that I do a lot of uh, personal development, the most important thing is your quote unquote your why. Why are you doing what you're doing? And um, I didn't have a why early on in life. And now I do because now I know that my why is like I like to help people and my ultimate why is that I want to create generational wealth with, for my for my family. For my I want to leave a legacy. I want people to understand why I was here. And some kids, like I said, some kids don't have that that guidance. They just they just taught go to school, right? Get a job so you can pay bills. And yeah, you work for forty years and I mean, because remember whoever's telling you that is from there. Their perspective, just like we're teaching our kids from our perspective. We're like, hey, you should do this because we think that's what's pretty much right. That's right. Or whatever, we're, we're pretty much like how I was saying before, how I didn't know anything while watching TV. All I saw was novelas. Yep. But that's because my resources, I was just in that box in that house and nobody knew anything. So now that I'm out, I'm trying to expose myself and just make that box or the circle bigger pretty much. Absolutely. One of the, one of the best things I learned was from an old head. Let's just uh, I guess um, 
how can I say, uh, uh, he was his own entrepreneur in the hood, if you follow what I'm saying. Yeah. Right? And, and it's weird because I never wanted to be involved in that, but, but he didn't work a job. He provided for his family. He was able to take care of his kids the way he wanted to. Mm-hmm. And that's when I, you know, I, I said to myself, dang, I want to do that. Not, not, not the same way, right? But how, how can I do that? I don't want to have to, I don't want to have to. So my parents taught me what they were taught basically to survive. And I always use this line by Jay-Z, right? I ain't trying to survive, right? I mean, excuse me. He say, um, he say, uh, nine to five is how you survive. I don't want to survive. I'm trying to live it to the limit and love it a lot, right? So I don't, I don't want to just, I don't want to just be here. Like, like I feel like if you go to work every day and you come home and you pay bills, and you do it over and over and over again, you're just existing. You're not living. And the 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 the, the one way that I had from the hood that did it his way, he was living. He drove a nice car. He went on vacations when he wanted to. <laughs> and it's not all about materials, but it's the ability to do so if you want to. And that's what I'm trying to do uh, the proper way, let's just say. Oh, man. I just remember something. It's not not even related to the conversation. I was, okay, I was supposed to call somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to call somebody at five forty-five. We we working past eight right and now. And it's eight. Oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, I'm gonna end it on that note. Right. All right. Well, not sure how to end this one because normally I have something to say, but now since I remember that, that just took my mind. Mind, but so let me so let me say this then. So then I'm a, I want I want to thank you for letting me uh, just talk a little bit. Um, again, uh, I love what you're doing. You got a great cause, and uh, keep doing it, man. Because the the message needs to be spread. I mean, and that's the goal, pretty much. It's trying to spread something positive. So it was about yeah. positivity. All right, we out.